0: Hey everyone, welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show that talks about video game news, stories, and highlights. My name is Luke and I'm your host and thank you so much for joining me on episode number 44 of Games Are Fun. Today is another special episode because I have another guest joining me in today's episode. Uh, Coleman Dean's joining me. Coleman, how's it going?
1: It's awesome. Thank you for having me on the
0: show. Yeah, you bet. Uh, For you... uh, active listeners you guys probably are familiar with the name coleman if you go back to some of the early episodes coleman was a very active listener he would always write into the show when we had question of the week um and it's long overdue coleman has been a great support uh, for the show listens to pretty much every episode so i really thank you so much coleman for your support and i'm glad that you're finally on the show to record an episode
1: yeah i'm glad too Thanks for
0: having me. Yeah, you betcha. Um, So in today's show, we're going to be talking about Battlefield and the Battlefield franchise. More specifically, we're going to be talking about the new Battle Royale mode for Battlefield 5, and that's Firestorm. Coleman's got an opportunity to play quite a few matches. I uh, actually just played my first match before recording this, Uh, more on that later, but We're going to be talking about battlefield um because that's one of your franchises coleman that i think you are a big fan of and have a lot of knowledge in and i wanted to pick something that you uh were more of an expert in than i am so uh that's what today's show is going to be about um it's going to be mostly devoted to talking about battlefield and then yeah like i said we're going to be talking about firestorm and what what you know what coleman likes in about it what my initial impressions are from just seeing it in action and then also talking about you know, comparing it to other battle royales on the market. So that's what today's show is about. Um, before we get into that, a bit of housekeeping. Just a reminder, of course, you can catch the podcast every Tuesday. It's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the major podcast services. Just search for Games Are Fun. You should be able to find it. And then also uh, two points. First, the Adam Beagle from Level Grind Entertainment Came on last week to record an episode with me. That episode is available to listen to now. I actually released an extra episode last week. Uh, it aired this past Saturday. So he came on the show. We talked about the next generation of gaming, what you know has been going on in the industry with Google Stadia being announced, and you know, E3 only a couple months away. We just kind of had a discussion around what. next generation is going to look like what we think it's going to look like and how it is really going to change the way we play video games so that episode is available to listen to now um so please go back and listen to it if you haven't and then second uh before we start the show i have an article on gaminghistoria.com. it's my first article that i've wrote for a, a video game website and it's all about the tony hawk franchise the rise and fall of the franchise so Uh, I mentioned it on previous episodes, you can still go and read that article, just go to GamingHistoria.com, and if you go to the editorial or features tab, uh, you should be able to find it that way, or you can go over to my social media accounts and find it there to read. Alright, so let's get into uh, today's episode, but before we talk about Battlefield, uh, Coleman, I have some questions for you uh, to just kind of give the listeners more information on where you come from. Uh, With with video games and what your experiences were growing up with video games and that kind of stuff. So uh, I'd like to know your history with video games. So how long have you been playing video games? What are some of the consoles you owned growing up? What were some of your favorite games or franchises? Yeah, just give me the rundown on your your interest in gaming
1: (laughs) absolutely, so uh, My first console, I think uh, Me and my sister inherited from uh, my cousin an NES original NES um, and so that was probably when we were around five or so years old. And so we we had a couple of games. We had the original Super Mario Bros. And we had uh, Duck Hunt and a couple of games like that. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was sort of my first experience with gaming. Um, and from there, uh, I remember originally thinking that the the NES was uh, was this brand new console. When in reality, we had inherited uh, the game uh, the gaming console after it had been out for, sure. for like ten years yeah, or something yeah, like that. Of yeah. course. Um, and so after that, uh, our next console was uh, an N sixty four. Nice, yeah. So we were playing, of course, all the all the Mario games, uh, Mario sixty four, uh, some of the the Pokemon uh, yeah. games. that Pokemon I think you Stadium. had mentioned a couple of episodes ago about uh, uh, the Pokemon Snapshot game.
0: Yeah, Pokemon Pokemon Snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The um, picture taking game. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: A bunch of games like that. Yeah. Um, and from there, I believe uh, I ended up towards towards uh, the end of middle school there i saved up uh, a bunch of money to to eventually get a gamecube and that cool. was the first console i had i had uh, played a uh, button on my own and so uh, some some memories of playing old 007 games yeah. and things like that uh super smash bros we had it on yeah. the n64 but uh, it really was uh, one of the games that i played the most when we when we had it on uh, gamecube yeah. itself Nice. Um, and yeah from there uh we we eventually got a wii and uh and my first non uh non-nintendo console was was the ps3 which i which i bought in in high school um and so from there that was that was really uh one of the more exciting moments moving to to a console that uh had these games that were sort of uh, aimed at being a little bit more realistic uh maybe the the graphics in a lot of the games were were uh Trying to to emulate real life a lot more than uh, than the majority of games which were on Nintendo consoles that were very like cartoonish. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that was sort of their art style, um, and yeah. So from from there, uh, when the PS4 came out, I got my uh, PS4 on the release day, um, and and that's where I'm at right now. Currently playing PS PS4.
0: Cool. That's yeah. awesome. What would you say like if you could narrow it down to I know it's hard to do, but what's your, like, all-time favorite game ever? Like, if it, if you just pick one game as your favorite, what would it be?
1: I, I feel like, for the most part, uh, my favorite game's got to be Modern Warfare 2. Back nice. on the PS3 yeah. games uh, days, that was... I think that was the second game I got for the PS3. Okay. Um, I, I got it a ways after after release. It wasn't uh, one of the fat PS3s. It was it was the Slim the model, model, so I got yeah. it uh, later in the console generation. Um, and yeah, so Battle... or Sorry, uh, Modern Warfare 2 yeah. uh, was was really one of my favorite games. It was my first introduction other than uh, GoldenEye back on the N64 days yeah. uh, to sort of a a modern, uh, a modern first person shooter. Sure. Um, And so that was, that was really uh, an interesting game. I spent a lot of time playing that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would say like Modern Warfare 2 is like the peak of Call of Duty. I think like the, like I, Modern Warfare 1 was my first like real online experience with Call of Duty, but it was Modern Warfare 2. that I think a lot of people jumped on board and yeah i think like our generation is like when we associate some of our favorite games from the past especially when we talk about multiplayer games like call of duty is definitely up there for a lot of us because it was just like nothing else that was going on at that time right it was like all about uh it's it had great like mechanics it was a great game but also that experience of like being able to Go online and play with your friends and that kind of stuff so absolutely yeah um, cool so what we what about like uh, I mentioned mentioned this before we were recording one of the things that I like to talk about on the show as you know is gaming memories and memories that we have that is maybe associate with video games maybe a game we played growing up uh, or a console do you have any gaming memories that you still remember to this day that you still hold on to
1: uh yeah, I mean I mean one of the uh, sort of most striking moments uh, that I remember with regards to gaming was when I had first shifted over onto uh, PS three. So I had been I had been playing Nintendo consoles up until that point, um, and the, uh, for example, the the racing games that I had been playing would be like uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted or games like yeah. that back on the GameCube. Um, and the the first game I ever had for PS3 was Burnout Paradise.
0: Oh okay, yeah.
1: And I I remember jumping onto the PS3, um, and that was the first game I had, and I just was astounded by the graphics in sure. that game. Yeah, it was it was such a change up from from playing old uh, racing games on on GameCube the GameCube. And stuff, yeah, and, um, and I, I just really uh, really appreciated that that sort of next generation console, mm. um, and and that's been one of the one of the things that's quite important uh, for for me personally when it comes to, to games is uh, a lot of times the the art style or the the graphics, the realism of the game uh, is is something that I focus on quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was quite a big step when I when I jumped to that next uh, console generation, and and the game was just so like strikingly beautiful in yeah. comparison yeah, to yeah, these yeah, yeah. Uh, older sort of pixelated, uh, lower resolution games and things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the jump from you know, that generation of, like, PS2, the original Xbox, GameCube 2, 360, PS3, and everything was a big jump, like, graphically um, and in terms of, like, the technology used to create the games. Like, when you go back and play... Like, obviously, it's more more recent, so it makes sense. But if you go back and play the GameCube, there's only, like, a select few that I think were, you know, r- really stood out as being ahead of their time and stuff. Some of them have not aged as well as even games from the previous generation to that right so it's it's always that's like the coolest thing about when we like especially at this time of year like what it's i was talking about this with adam my last guest on the podcast about uh the jump from generation to generation and i think like in years previous going from like those generations usually there's a significant change but even like the last one of like PS3, Xbox 360, to PS4, and Xbox One. Sure, there's a big change there, but it wasn't anything like that blew our minds or anything. And I'm wondering if, like, that's almost to the point, like, going into the next generation, you know, can it really get any better than what we have right now from a a technical standpoint? So, yeah, no, for sure. Um, Okay, a couple more questions for you. Is there a game or franchise uh, releasing a new title that in the next year or so that you're looking forward to?
1: I mean, I I have, of course, heard heard the rumors of, of the next Call of Duty game potentially being like a Modern Warfare 4 or something yeah. like that. Uh, maybe some sort of a, a Modern Warfare 2 Remastered mm-hmm. or something like that coming along uh, at some point in the future here. Um, and I would be quite excited for for something like that, obviously um and then the other thing of course is the last of us 2 yes yeah, um, totally. which obviously we saw was a a last e3 or the uh yes yeah we saw
0: at last e3 we saw a more of a trailer of like gameplay and stuff right. um i think it was first announced at psx 2017 and then 2018 e3 yeah that's when we got like more of a trailer so yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and so yeah absolutely looking forward to that game uh It'll be interesting to see uh, if it's going to be sort of uh, released on the the trailing end of this of this PS four generation, mm-hmm. or uh, potentially if it'll be early next generation. Sure, we still don't really have any release date information no, about yeah. the game at this point. So yeah,
0: not even really. I don't even think we have a release year. If yeah. it like, and who knows? Like as the year progresses, maybe we get more information. It's interesting because now that I think about it, The Last of Us came out in twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. and I think, and I, don't quote me on this, but I think more people, there's a lot of people that just associate with PS4 because they ended up releasing it, like a remastered version for the next gen because, you know, they released it fall 2013 or whatever. That was the year that those consoles were coming out. So there's a lot of people that didn't get the opportunity. So I think they'd probably do the same thing with Last of Us Part Two. is like, Keep it, make it playable on PS4 because they announced it for PS4, but then also make it for whatever Sony's got for their their next console or whatever. So, yeah, yeah love Last of Us, can't wait for that one either. Um, and then what does your your future for gaming like? Talking about next generation, are you looking like let's say this year E3 announces a Google or sorry, <laughs> a PlayStation Five. Are you attracted to getting a piece of hardware like that? Or as I just mentioned that Google, are you looking more at that future of, of the for the next generation? Are you going to jump on board with what's going on? Or are you kind of skeptical about the next generation? Like, what are your thoughts around it?
1: Um, I, I think I most likely would uh, would go through the route of, of uh, buying a, a PlayStation 5. Yeah. I'd probably buy one at re- release uh, looking at, uh, for example, the Google Stadia, which just got announced, uh, there's always uh, concerns with with streaming games like that uh, mm-hmm. to do with latency. And if you want to play Twitch games like Call of Duty or or Rocket League or some some other competitive game, mm-hmm. obviously it's really important to have that low input lag. Yeah. Um, and so and so, I feel like that's uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the stats are on on the latency of the games, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for myself personally for the game types of games that I like to play I think I most likely will go with the console Which like console, the PlayStation yeah, yeah. 5. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat like I, I was talking on last episode with Adam about you know, where where he was at with that and You know, I, I'm i very much in the same spot of just like there's a lot of concerns over the streaming future Of video games. It sounds really cool and like what they're promising if it is what it, it like they say it is. That's going to be incredible, um, and it will be interesting because I think that will have an impact on you know Sony or anyone else who releases a traditional just piece of hardware. Because it's like why would I if if, there, if they you know answer the questions of um, you know internet speeds and cost and you know if we're if there is going to be you know input lag or whatever. If, if they have the answers for those and there's no real concerns around them, it's gonna be a real hard time for someone like Sony to release a $500 piece of hardware where I could just go over, play the same kinds of games, but I'm paying 10 bucks a month or whatever the subscription may be exactly. if, if they go that. So yeah, it's really, it's interesting. Um, I'm glad that you're still sticking at continuing at getting, cause like, so that's, that's the reason I, I asked that is cause You know i look at my friend group from middle school to high school till now and there's so many people that you know as we grow older that we may drop off video games because we don't have time for it right we're going to school or we're working and like it's it's sometimes hard to make time but i'm I'm glad that you're still still passionate about games still making it as one of your your hobbies that you're going to continue so yeah i'm glad to see that (laughs) absolutely Cool. So let's let's get into talking about uh, the topic of the show, which is Battlefield. So the first place that I wanted to start was talking about the Battlefield franchise and our introductions to it. So um, the first question I have for you is: um, As someone who is a Battlefield fan currently, when were you first introduced to the series, and what did you like about it from other you know, games that are similar like that. You mentioned you're obviously a fan of Call of Duty. That's some a game that gets compared often. What was it about Battlefield that made you really attracted to the franchise?
1: Absolutely. Uh, so the, the first Battlefield game I played was uh, Battlefield 3 and I played that on um, the PS3. Um, and so I had been playing uh, Modern Warfare uh, and Black Ops games like that uh, on, on the PS3. Um, and the first time I, I played Battlefield, I believe I played at a friend's house or something. Um, but one, one thing that sort of sets Battlefield aside from, um, from Call of Duty is, is the ability to play with different types of vehicles. And so yes, there's yeah. the sort of air combat aspect. You can, you can be flying helicopters, flying jet uh, planes, yeah. driving tanks. Uh, sort of the, the maps are, are a lot bigger and, yeah, and it's, it's sort of a, a larger scale combat mm-hmm. uh, type game. And so it's uh, it's quite interesting to to play a game like that uh, where you can decide to develop your skills in, in completely different areas depending on what game type you play. So maybe you're you're mainly somebody who likes to play uh, at, do air combat, yeah. Um, and so you're you're mainly flying helicopters, or maybe you really like ground combat and uh, capturing objectives. There's just a lot more that you can do. Uh, than just your your typical Call of Duty game, right, right. Um, and in addition with that, uh, Battlefield Three. I remember the the graphics also were just quite uh, stunning. Like if you remember the sort of uh, campaign uh, that was showing the sort of marketing campaign for that game, they they showed a lot of the uh, the trailers for the game, and they they went through and and played some of the missions almost entirely in full. Uh, to to sort of announce this game and mm-hmm. and it was just really beautiful and they had sort of the uh, destructible environments exactly. and things yeah. like that yeah um, and yeah it just it just was a, a, a really good looking game um, and and you have the ability to sort of play in a, a wider range of roles right yeah
0: what what uh titles within the franchise so you you start with battlefield 3 did you go on to to get the later entries and everything
1: absolutely yeah I started with three obviously on the ps uh ps3 um and i believe on the the same day that the ps4 released was when uh battlefield 4 came out and so that was actually the first game i had on that the console PS4, yeah yeah and i've i've played each of the the subsequent games since that point so I've played four played a uh, battlefield hardline which was that sort of uh smaller uh sort of cops and robbers yeah type exactly battlefield yeah very game. different from the other games yeah exactly uh and then Battlefield 1, obviously set in World War One, and then Battlefield okay, 5, which yeah. is where we're at now.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah I think it's it's interesting. Like Battlefield and again, we were talking about this before the show, I know, but uh, it it's it's it makes sense why Battlefield's compared to Call of Duty because they're they're the top like military shooters out there, right? They're they're franchises that sell tons of copies and have huge fan bases. And so I, I, there's a lot of similarities, but like you said, there are certain things that totally make them different games and sometimes those things, you know, uh, like for me, I primarily played Call of Duty games. I wasn't until like this generation that I actually experienced Battlefield and got a taste for Battlefield 4 and Hardline and then Battlefield 1 and then just obviously dipping my toes in the water with Battlefield 5. but. It it's once I I started playing the battlefield games, it's very clear that these were not this wasn't Call of Duty, right? It was those things you mentioned of having different layers of having more combat from just running and shooting people, right? You had vehicles involved, you had air combat, um, you had bigger map sizes. It really and it, what it does a really good job as is like obviously I can't speak to. Uh, how close it simulates war, because I've never been to war, obviously, but from my impression of just playing the game, it, it gives it more of a realistic tone to it than Call of Duty. I think Call of Duty maybe started with that, but it's kind of morphed into, you know, those arena-type shooters or just games that are more arcade You come in, you're playing 16 players in the map, and you're shooting people, you're, you bring in Crazy customization things that maybe aren't realistic to the setting, and that's fine. But it's that's very different from what Battlefield is. Battlefield is something that's trying to be more traditional and realistic, and more of a simulation of what warfare could could be. Right. So, yeah, yeah I like I like the franchise. It's it's uh, it's a it's one of those things that I wish more people would. Would stop comparing to Call of Duty because of those things that make it it's it, it it's it makes it good on its own kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, what so what are your favorite like? We, we've kind of touched on some of them. What are your favorite things about Battle the Battlefield franchise? Um, is it the fact that you can drive or fly planes is it the destroyer like what are the, some highlights of the the battlefield games that you really enjoy
1: i mean one of one of the things that i i really appreciate is i like to play uh, for the majority of the the games i'll, I'll play as a sniper mm-hmm. um and one of the things that's a, that's a a big change between battlefield and call of duty mm-hmm. is that there's bullet drop yeah and so you uh when you've got these longer maps you're shooting at people from potentially a lot longer ranges uh, you actually have to account for that, um, and for some, obviously, that that creates a little bit of a steeper learning curve and yeah. it makes it harder to play a game like that. Uh, but it's also so much more rewarding when you actually get that headshot from yeah. across the map. Totally. Um, and and so that was one thing that really captivated me when I when I first started playing it. Um, I I really have just an, enjoyed uh, the ability to to play these different types of game modes. So. Uh, I originally played a lot of uh, conquest, and so that's the sort of large format. Yeah. Uh, you play on the the full sizes of the maps yeah. and uh, you're you're capturing somewhere between usually about five and and seven objectives, mm-hmm. and uh, there's all the different uh, types of vehicles. And so I, I used to play that a lot, um, just mainly because it was it was exciting to have uh, this new game that i I hadn't played a type of game like this before. Um, and and have all these different types of vehicles. You can uh, try all these different things. All the rounds are so different. Uh, when when you compare it to a game like Call of Duty, where uh, maybe just being uh, smaller maps and a little bit more infantry focused, there there uh, isn't quite as, as wide of a range of experiences as the Battlefield mm-hmm. uh, games.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up like the 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 fact that it is a a game that does take a little more skill or at least you need to learn the systems to get good at it um and i think like for people that you know play call of duty trying to jump into battlefield they can be a little bit surprised on things like bullet drop and and having to be more accurate with because like it's funny you watch like kill cam or whatever on a, a call of duty game when you're like how did that guy kill me and you watch it and the you know, the hit markers like hitting and it, like the crosshairs aren't even on you. It like, not, and sure, it, there's, there's parts of that that are, are good and bad or whatever. That's just the kind of game it is. But I totally agree with you. Like it, the, there's nothing more rewarding than being from way far behind and finding the right uh how high you have to aim your weapon out for that bullet to, to land on that guy across the map and stuff like yeah, it, exactly. it, it it takes a little bit of skill it takes a little bit more and then yeah just having the bigger map size makes it feel like a more a, a game that like obviously the battlefield is heavy with objective type modes where you have some sort of a objective to complete rather than just you know killing the other team and I, I do like that part of it because it makes you kind of work as a team, right? As you, even if you have those big 64 player maps, you're working with your immediate squad to, um, or even if your squad is far away from you or whatever, you're working with the players that are nearby with you to, to take down certain enemies. So yeah, it's uh, it's a great franchise and I really, it's unfortunate that it's was this late. Like I, I hear so many good things about some of the early entries just from like a single player Uh, perspective as well like Bad Company and Bad Company 2 and um, some of those early Battlefield games as well so yeah Um, let's let's kind of transition into talking about the current state of Battlefield and where we're at so it's this generation as you mentioned we had Battlefield For launch day and date with the current gen consoles, Xbox One and PS4. I think it was also available for 360 and PS3, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously that was a great point. I think Battlefield 4 did really good for the franchise because it was a game close to launch where, like, you could, there wasn't other games for you to play. So that, you know, gave people the opportunity to to play that game uh, if they hadn't you know, been a part of the franchise before that point. And then from there, it kind of is interesting because you, if you look at the battlefield timeline and the kind of games that came out, they've made some different choices this generation. We had Hardline, which you had mentioned earlier, having the cops and robbers. What did you think of Hardline being so different from a lot of the other games in the franchise? Did you like Hardline or?
1: Uh, I appreciated it for what it was. It was, it was a lot of fun to, to play to sort of break up uh sort of playing three and then four both being sort of in in that modern setting Mm -hmm. um and so it was nice to have something that was a little bit different um but when it came to sort of like the battle pass and they obviously had uh, uh, a year's worth of of dlc content that eventually came out i feel like the game sort of got a little bit dry Mm -hmm. towards the end and I, i found myself going back and playing battlefield 4 some more yeah um but it, it was really interesting, it added some, some key new mechanics, like when you were playing the uh, campaign mode, I believe that was the first time they had uh, some mechanics to help you play the game in a, a little bit more of a stealthy way. Yeah. And so, for example, you could like throw a spent cartridge uh, to try and distract an enemy and get them to walk away from the door you needed to go through, mm-hmm. if you were trying to... Uh, Go through the mission, and rather than just killing all the enemies, maybe you wanted to play it in a stealthy way. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was kind of unique that they they added some methods like that, um, and they they really tried some some new game modes. There were all sorts of different like bank heist game yes, modes yeah. and multiplayer yeah. game modes. So it was it was a fun game to play for sure. Um, but I, I just don't think there was there was quite enough content to to really uh, flesh out into a full battlefield mm-hmm. game.
0: Yeah, I think that's where like a lot of people. And again, this is just me going off of conversations that I, I saw online in the reception when Hardline came out. For me, yeah, I was in the same boat. I liked it because it was a, a spin-off game that added different mechanics to it and a new gameplay experience. I, I did feel the same way. I ended up going back to Battlefield 4 and playing its multiplayer because... I, I wasn't really getting on board. Now the single single player though was was definitely really cool. Those elements of stealth. Yeah, you're a cop. You can't like you you could, but like obviously like you want to arrest people. You don't just go in and kill people. So like getting extra points for putting someone in handcuffs or or you know uh, not having to kill every single bad guy that's that's in the map or whatever was a cool aspect to it. And it felt like more of like a movie right? You had like real actors coming in to do uh you know motion capture and and voice acting for for the different characters within the game so it was cool but i understand of like a hardcore fan base that's like a huge transition right right and you don't know is like okay is this the future of battlefield is this what the next Battlefield's going to be is it going to be another like game focused on a super specific you know category or or subject matter or whatever so yeah, I think that's where it, things kind of s- didn't like the the franchise didn't fall apart by any means, but it was definitely a game that I don't, I think the hardcore fan base was questioning where the motivation from the developers were and stuff. So, right. um, yeah, and then moving forward, Battlefield One came out. I think Battlefield One was a uh, really successful game. You you played Battlefield One? Absolutely. So yeah. so what did, what did you think of Battlefield One? Obviously, going back to World War One setting—that's a big change from Battlefield Four. What did you, what what did you think about Battlefield One? What did you like about? It? What did you maybe not like about it? That kind of stuff. Uh, so
1: Battlefield One—one one of the things that that really uh, was what was quite striking uh, from the beginning was. Uh, when you started playing on some of these maps that were located on like, let's say the the top of of a mountain range mm-hmm. or something like that, the maps were just really beautiful in that game. Um, and I really liked uh, they sort of changed up the the color palette of of that game as compared to, to Battlefield 4. And I just found it to be uh, like a really, really stunning game to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, in in that game, that was the first time they they transitioned into this uh, war stories uh, yes. type of campaign. Yeah. Uh, as compared to one sort of uh, more linear uh, single player campaign, single yeah. Player yeah. campaign. Um, and so that was nice because uh, sometimes uh, obviously for this uh, for this franchise for the battlefield games uh, my my main interest is the multiplayer mm-hmm. um, but of course it's it's fun to play the the single player as well Um, and in Battlefield 1 that was nice to have it broken up into shorter stories Mm because that meant I could just uh, get into it and maybe play through one of the the storylines and and not uh, spend all these hours straight just to complete the the storyline without having to sort of break it up yeah yeah Um, and so that that was one thing that was uh, really nice about that game Um, of course I Battlefield 1 I I really did enjoy but I I didn't quite spend as much time uh, playing Battlefield One as I did with uh, Battlefield ones, Four. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was also really nice to see uh, a video game franchise try to stray into World War One mm-hmm. um, because that hadn't really been done uh, before, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and so it was nice to see that that uh, different era, um, and and have of course the 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 uh, battlefields combat system in in a game like that in a new totally. uh, new area
0: yeah yeah i think it was what worked to dice and ea's benefit was the with choosing the that era for battlefield one um it was beneficial because i think at that point in gaming like we look at the call of duty franchise and how you know black ops obviously one of the best franchises for call of duty that they probably have made the most money but Advanced Warfare, Black Ops 3, Infinite Warfare. Like, it was really taking what started as a military shooter into things that, you know, where it was kind of getting a little bit too crazy or a little bit repetitive on, like, you know, jetpacks and wall running and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and it was smart, I think, because it was at a time when gamers were really wanting to have, you know, that old-school military gameplay um, going back to, you know the the World War 1 or World War 2 like even though there was World War 2 games previously it had been a while since we had even seen those right mm-hmm. and so it was smart like when i re- i remember watching the reveal trailer the the announcement of the game and just being like beyond excited cuz it it felt like yeah the, we didn't get a really good accurate mili- like i said military first person shooter game for such a long time so yeah i was in the same boat i I went on Amazon and they had a, a promotional where uh, it was like an E3 pre-order games, 50% off. So I got the game for like half off um, and was so excited to play. And once I finally got it, yeah, it was one of my most played games on my Xbox. I put so many hours into the multiplayer because it was just so fun. Like, um, yeah, I I really like Battlefield 1. It's Definitely, I would even put it in, like, my top 10 favorite games of all time. I enjoyed it so much. And, yeah, to your point of, like, them transitioning into something else besides a start-to-finish single-player campaign, having those kind of vignettes of different war stories and stuff was really cool. Because it was, like, like even in the startup Battlefield 1, when you start off the game and you're, like, you when you're, like, the guy you're playing as dies, you move to another... And it's like man that's like that's what it is when somebody yeah. dies in war like that's it they're yeah. just dead right so um, it was really accurate at like bringing in the the emotional side of what war is it's it's you know being sensitive to the fact that these are people with their own stories and and families and stuff so I really appreciate that aspect of it as well um yeah so let's I guess move into talking about where we're at today and that that's battlefield 5 so battlefield 5 obviously came uh, and released last fall right. it was kind of a sequel to battlefield one <laughs> 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 we, we'll just we'll ignore the the, the naming behind the game. It's very interesting but whatever um, it was a sequel but unfortunately it didn't do sell as what I would think EA thought it would sell or wanted it to sell um, you are you bought the game and you've put many hours into it. Tell, tell me about Battlefield 5. How is it different from Battlefield 1 for those who don't know and yeah, give me more insight on the the game because I think there's a lot of people that like I mentioned didn't jump on board with Battlefield 5 and I don't necessarily know why. Maybe there's there's multiple multiple reasons, but yeah, for those people that may not be educated on on Battlefield Five, tell Tell them about it.
1: For sure. So, uh, Battlefield Five uh, came out uh, in in the fall last year, um, and I sort of bought it at the time that it came out. Um, and in comparison to, to sort of the the last couple of Battlefield uh, franchises, it had a little bit of a smoother launch in terms of uh, issues with the game and glitches and things like that. Um, but Battlefield Five, for uh, for the most part, is is exactly what it what it sounds like it's it's a a sequel to battlefield one the the uh war stories are are talking about uh, some of the different factions that are uh involved in the war um and actually the the war stories are are quite interesting in in this uh in this game because they're sort of uh looking at some of the frontiers of the war that aren't normally focused on by other world war okay. ii games and so obviously uh going back to uh, some of the older world war ii first person shooters uh you're focusing obviously on on sort of the german front or potentially looking yeah. at uh, at uh, the sort of uh, asian pacific area mm-hmm. um and things like that um but the the sort of maps and and frontiers that are focused on like there's a uh, there's a part of the war stories that's focused on a frontier in Africa. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and just they they've gone through and, and talked about uh, some of these interesting stories that that aren't really focused on by uh, your typical game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's one thing that's really nice about about the the war stories. Uh, the the weapons uh, for the most part, obviously, World War Two uh, started. Uh, not uh not too distantly after the end of world war one mm-hmm. and so a lot of the uh, weapons are actually similar however so, uh for the most part if i understand correctly the the uh the balancing of the game has been changed quite a bit mm-hmm. um in terms of in terms of weapon balance um, and they also sort of added uh, a little bit of a different play style in comparison to to battlefield one there's uh, options like self-healing mm-hmm. um, as well as having the ability to uh, to revive players regardless of what uh, sort obviously. of class you are. Okay. Cool. Um and so obviously there's benefits to being a medic. You can revive people significantly faster, I think sure. it's uh, in half the time or something yeah. like that. Gotcha. Um but they've sort of changed up the flow of the gameplay. Okay. Um and so and so it's it's something that uh, that is actually uh, really fun to play. Hmm. Um and and of course you you get to enjoy the the world war ii landscapes and things yeah. like that
0: gotcha um yeah yeah it's uh that i i did want to point out and, and emphasize even more that yeah those war stories of i think that's cool that they're because like you said like obviously though there's certain parts of world war Two that were you know the but there's so many other aspects of it that I don't think a lot of people even know about or have, and so to bring in, and and they're not just like sure there there's a, a line of fiction to some of them, but like they're they even show before launch their their research that goes into these kinds of things, like they're they're talking to people who were involved in them, um, you know, going through documents and and that kind of stuff to make sure that it is accurate to what was what was happening at that time. And I think that, that it's in itself is impressive. And as like someone who likes video games, when people go to that level of making sure their games are accurate and, and reflect what really happened, I think it, it, it's, it's an, it speaks volumes to their dedication to the game and uh, of it being a piece of art and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I that is one thing. Um, that I do appreciate from DICE and and the the Battlefield series is especially with with 1 and 5 they they did a really good job at that. Now, why do you think the game didn't sell as well as expected? So, for for context, I guess even myself, I speak as someone who likes Battlefield, but I didn't go out and buy it day 1. And I think for myself, it was a mixture of you know, I had just finished beating Spider Man in September and October. There, I had literally, I think, a couple weeks prior to uh, Battlefield 5's launch, Red Dead Redemption Two was released, and that game took up so much of my time. Do you, like, do you have any other reasons why you think it maybe didn't sell well, or?
1: I mean, well, there were some a couple of controversies uh, with uh, with EA at the time. Obviously, right. their uh, their game from the the previous. Uh, previous year was uh star wars battlefront 2 yes yeah and so obviously there were all sorts of issues because of the microtransactions Mm and i feel like ea had kind of uh lost some of their fan base there sure and so uh i I feel like that definitely uh took a big toll um there were some people who there was a bit of a controversy over over the the cover of the the the, uh, game for battlefield 5 um obviously it, it had a a woman soldier mm-hmm. um and obviously like if you're just looking for a battlefield game i don't see why that should matter whatsoever exactly yeah um, <laughs> and and it, it obviously it affected some people sure um, yeah it's it's unfortunate to see that um but there were uh some issues obviously uh based on microtransactions and and it was interesting because ea really had committed to trying to fix that obviously uh in battlefield 5 they don't have a battle pass Mm -hmm. and they don't, uh, there are, I believe there are some uh, microtransactions where you can buy cosmetic Cosmetic items, but it's, it's not, you can't buy, you can't buy yourself into winning the game. Sure. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And so, and so uh, and the last thing I would, I would mention too, is that, Potentially, obviously, uh, people have an appetite for for these uh, games that are set in in historical uh, historical wars. Yeah, but it may also have affected it that they did uh, Battlefield One and then Battlefield Five back to back to back. That's a good maybe point. maybe didn't break it up with uh, doing some modern, maybe a modern era or like a Vietnam War or something, and then going back to World War Two. Sure. Um, so people might have been feeling that the the two games were a little bit too similar just because the, the time periods were so mm-hmm. close together.
0: Yeah. Th- those are all really good points I never even thought of. Um, yeah. I think with, you know, EA and like Battlefront 2 was DICE and EA publish, obviously the microtransaction part of it is probably pushed by EA, but that, that was such a huge thing and controversy in gaming in general that yeah, when you're in some way associated to, to that with it being EA and stuff, that's definitely going to take out a chunk of the the fan base. Um, even if those things are promised that they're not going to be in the game, right? You've already kind of left a sour taste in some gamer's mouth of being money, money hungry and, and just looking at new ways to make money and, and stuff. Right. So exactly. yeah, it, it's going to have an impact. I think, um, the, the back-to-back thing, like you mentioned, Battlefield 1 to Battlefield 5, as mentioned earlier, Battlefield 1 was a nice change because we hadn't had that for so long. It was great. It fulfilled that. We had the game for like two years, um, I think. We yeah. Come, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, to get basically a direct sequel to that, I like even myself, when I watched the announcement trailer looked awesome like it looked at everything that i love about battlefield but there was still a little bit inside of me that i was kind of like well it just looks like more of the same and yeah. and you know what that is sometimes okay there's nothing wrong with continuing something on but you know when you do that you also risk people who are wanting change or maybe if they had issues with battlefield one hoping for battlefield five to to be something different and then to see it kind of be the same it can sometimes impact that as well so yeah what now if you were to compare the two are you finding battlefield 5 is just a heightened experience from battlefield 1 or did you like battlefield 1 more like give me your thoughts on comparing the two which one do you like more
1: uh well so i i would probably say that i i enjoy battlefield 5 a little bit more sure. um they are very similar yeah um and so I, I wouldn't fault anybody who said you know they're they're more or less uh, the same kind of idea, mm-hmm. um, but I I do like Battlefield Five. They they added some new mechanics like uh, like I had mentioned you uh, can carry on in a multiplayer game you can carry on yourself uh, a med pack mm-hmm. uh, which uh, allows you to heal yourself one time and then uh, so let's say you're whatever you're in. Uh, in some sort of either a trench or behind some cover somewhere um and you're taking damage you can you can heal yourself and you have sort of this expanded ability uh which makes it so that uh, the the game's not as distinct based on which uh which class you choose sure um and so there's that health uh self-healing uh mechanism you can revive your teammates even if you're not a medic um, and I feel like those have been real uh, real improvements to the game. Mm. Um, and it makes it uh, a little bit more fun to play. Um, but yeah, like I said, the the, uh, the areas that, that you're exploring are very similar to, to Battlefield 1. Um, and like I said, for the most part, a lot of the, the weapons are are very much the same, even mm-hmm. though they have been sort of rebalanced and retooled. Sure. Yeah. Um, but they, they are similar games, for yeah.
0: sure. Yeah, I think now that it's been a little bit of time... I've let the game kind of... Well, I, I'm less busy now. I don't I, I don't have Red Dead taking up all my time and stuff. And I don't have other games that like Smash came out shortly after that as well that are taking up my time. I think I, I do want to jump on board with it now. Uh, especially with, which we're going to talk about here in a sec, is the Firestorm. Like the Battle Royale mode being a big part of it now. I, I, I think I'm like, I never thought it was a game that looked bad or, or whatever. I, I just, you know, for me, it was something that I, I couldn't devote to at that specific time, but now I'm, I'm ready to, and I'm glad, glad that I'll be able to, because like I said, Battlefield 1 had so much fun. So it's, it's nice to, and that's kind of why I wanted you to come in and talk about these things is because I think there's a lot of people that don't necessarily know, have, have accurate, Uh, perspectives of what the game is and stuff. They are just going based on people jumping on the the hate wagon for EA and stuff like that and not really knowing that Battlefield 5 is a really great game and hopefully more people will continue to play it now that Firestorm is out, which I guess that's a great transition. Let's let's talk about that. Um, So Firestorm is the Battle Royale mode for Battlefield 5. It was launched on March 25th way later than when the the game launched um so let's they they when they announced battlefield 5 i remember at e3 last year on the stage they talked about we want to bring one of the hottest gaming genres to battlefield and that is battle royale i was really excited because and i and i figured who else would be better than it than battlefield they have experience with large maps lots of players playing at the same time they could definitely do that Um, now that it's out and you've gotten your hands on it. I've been able to watch it. What do you think of it? Um, what do you like about it? What do you dislike about it?
1: Uh, yeah, I've, I've been playing a little bit in the last week. And, you know, I've, I've been really enjoying it uh, as sort of an addition to Battlefield Five. Um, so, obviously, it's uh, a little bit different than, uh, than some of the other Battle Royale games that are out right now. Uh, obviously, the player caps at sixty-four, and so that's I think sixteen squads of four, mm-hmm. or uh, sixty-four solo teams are sort of your options there. Um, so the map is is something like ten times the size of uh, some of the uh, multiplayer maps, okay. um, and so it's uh, it's sort of your your typical battle royale experience. You you start uh, in uh, one of the World War II uh, transport aircraft, cool. uh, which sort of flies over the map, and you. You drop in and and go and collect weapons. Uh, there's obviously no no building in this, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is a little bit different from the multiplayer because you can sort of build a sort of That's sand right. yeah. uh, sandbag walls and defenses and yeah. things like that. Uh, but at least as of now, there isn't any any building in in the game. Um, yeah, so you uh, you drop in. There's uh, all sorts of different uh, little towns. It's sort of uh, set in in sort of a a, uh, wintery area it's around uh, a couple of mountains um and yeah there's uh armored vehicles that are sitting around everywhere Mm -hmm. there's uh different types of vehicles there's uh all sorts of different weapons that you can pick up um and yeah you you play uh in sort of an enclosing firestorm, Mm -hmm. uh which obviously uh it's the the typical battle royale enclosing circle idea yeah, yeah um i personally really like the idea of the firestorm because i think it just looks uh, a lot nicer as sure. it's actually closing in you can see that it's like destroying the buildings yeah and it's uh, yeah, very crossing cool. um yeah and uh obviously there are there are some some issues with it with the uh with the 64 player uh player cap it feels a little bit empty as compared to a game okay. like fortnite yeah. or something like yeah. that um you saw from when we were playing the games earlier, you can go uh, through the majority of the, the game without encountering Countering, anybody else. Sure. Yeah. Um, and that wouldn't be because you're camping more so just because the, the map's uh, quite big in comparison to how many people there are. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. 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 It's uh, it's interesting because it's always when a new battle, it seems to appear that the theme obviously lately is games having their own take on the battle royale genre because it's obviously very popular. People are wanting to to get their hands on it. And, you know, we've had PUBG, Fortnite, Blackout with Call of Duty Black Ops, and then more recently Apex Legends. So it's natural for us to kind of compare those to the previous ones. But I think what Battlefield, just from what I watched you play, from what I've seen online of just watching videos, what and just that one match I was playing, it is very different and it is it does have that battlefield identity to it. It isn't just a battlefield skin pasted onto, you know, PUBG or something like that. Exactly. Right. It, it does have those elements that make Battlefield good, like the um the sorry, the vehicles and it's brought a lot of those elements that you have in multiplayer into this mode, which is which is good to see I guess. Yeah. Um, the one thing that is interesting to me is, um, the, I guess like the, when I was dropping in the one and I didn't, I haven't mentioned this to you yet. So maybe you can, uh, challenge this if I'm wrong on it. But when I dropped in it felt like when you drop, like you're pretty much well over the spot. You can't really glide over to other areas. Yeah. And I'm assuming that that's probably like, is that just me or is that something that is kind of accurate? I've noticed that as well. Yeah.
1: I think it's uh, mainly because the, the parachutes aren't really intended to be gliders mm-hmm. so much as they are just legitimate uh, parachutes. So yes. you can, you can control which direction you're falling before your parachute opens and so obviously the idea being that that your character's sort of just changing their body position and using their their aerodynamics to yeah. to move across the map um and so you can use that for the most part um but if uh, if i understand correctly it sounds like once your your parachute opens you're more or less uh, it's more or less decided about where you're going to land yeah uh, like, there, there is a little bit of adjustment, but it's not like it's you not could rough. turn around and start going sure. the other way yeah, if you yeah. need to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I
0: guess, like, with the other f- games, like Fortnite, yeah, you have your, your glider, or even in Blackout, you have, like, a wingsuit, right, that you're yeah. jumping out with. Um, Apex Legends is, you know, you don't have any of that, and you have a lot of control, but at the same time, it's not trying to go for realism, right? right. It is kind of, they can do what they want in there, so... Um, yeah, it's interesting because it, it, makes sense for where battlefield setting and everything like that, trying to make it feel realistic, but it did feel weird. Cause it's like, okay, that might not be able to allow players to spread out as much. I don't know if that meant, you know, well, I'll ask you this question when you have landed, are you finding there are a lot of other players landing in the same, or is it kind of just, you know, it varies from time to time.
1: It, it varies. Um, I've had a couple of rounds where like we've landed on, uh, fairly close to sort of where the, uh, the transport plane is like the path of the transport plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you land in like one of those, uh, one of the sort of towns areas with a, a bunch of, uh, different buildings, obviously there's going to be a lot of loot there. Yeah. And so if you, if you land really close to where the plane, uh, is sort of traveling, then chances are you're going to run into people right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, if you go somewhere uh, a little bit further away, then for the most part, I haven't been running into people when I land. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if you don't mind, yeah, uh, go for along, it. along those lines, one of the things that's uh, unique about Battlefield fives uh, Firestorm is that uh, when you do land, um, and let's say you're, you're sort of landing near another squad and you are really... Uh, rushing to try and get those uh, weapons to to be able to get that initial kill so that your your squad's going to be able to survive and heal up and continue Mm -hmm. on into the round. Uh, One of the things that's unique about Firestorm is that when you pick up a weapon... Uh, unlike a lot of the other battle royale games, the weapons don't start loaded, mm. and so if you land right next to somebody and you're both running into the building for the one gun that's in there, yeah. it's very likely that one person might end up
0: grabbing the gun and the other person might Cut get the ammo, ammo and yeah. then you're ending up stabbing
1: each other to <laughs> death anyways, right? So
0: yeah, yeah, and like that's the most important thing, right? When you first land is is getting, especially if there's other players in the area. So that yeah, that's very adds a different uh, take to that. That initial intro into the game or whatever so um let's talk about uh one that was really cool and something that you brought to my attention that i didn't know was helicopters there's like helicopters in the game helicopters again i'm not i don't know i've learned throughout my schooling career lots about world war ii i had no idea that helicopters were a part of World War II. So seeing him in the game, is that accurate? I think you have a little bit more information about that. So. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, so there are a couple of uh, vehicles that are unique to Firestorm, so they're not in the rest of the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is they have this sort of, it's called a prototype helicopter and it's a transport helicopter. So one person flies and you can actually have the remainder of your squad. So three more people climb in and you can sort of fire your own weapons at people as you're flying by. Um, and I, saw this one firestorm came out and i'm like wait a minute that seems really weird that seems uh inaccurate for the time period and so i was doing a little bit of research into it just because i was i was curious um and i actually found this uh this it was essentially called the the first practical helicopter and what they meant by that was it was uh the first helicopter that has uh, sort of the style that that today's helicopters have, which was the the one big rotor on top, which mm-hmm. obviously provides your lift, and the the sort of tail rotor that that uh, supports uh, you to prevent you from sort of rotating. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this concept helicopter that was actually it took its first flight in 1939, and so that technically falls within the range of when World War II is. Sure, yeah. And so. Uh, it's actually quite interesting that they decided to bring that in. Like, obviously, it wouldn't have been used in combat in World War II, but it did exist in the time period, um, and this allows the game to sort of take that that uh, more standard battlefield experience mm-hmm. where you've got uh, not only the the ground vehicles but also the air vehicles. Yeah. Um, and because the it doesn't really work for Firestorm to have airplanes, airplanes themselves, because sure. then. Uh, you'd have to have airports and all different things like yeah, that, yeah. Um, and so it, it's nice that they they added something like that to uh, continue having that that air support and and uh, an option like that uh, to to sort of have that that variable gameplay style. Sure. Yeah. Um, and once again, of course, uh, games like this they're not gonna they're sort of uh, based on the particular setting, the particular uh, time period. Um, but they're not realistic for uh, all sorts of different reasons, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, like when it comes to, to weapons, there's there's a wide variety of weapons that you're able to choose from in a game like this. Uh, but in reality, depending on what side of the war you're on, you wouldn't have access to certain types of sure. weapons and yeah. stuff. Um, but they sort of open that up just to make it more fun of a game. And, and, and that's an area where I, I have lots of forgiveness for uh, sort of stepping back on the, the realism in the game yeah, yeah and so i i do think that this was a good uh benefit to the game obviously like it's it's very technical that like a, a helicopter such as this it was it was called like the vs 300 um but it's it's technically uh was was sort of taking its its first flights uh around the end of world war ii but obviously it it wouldn't have been uh something that was readily used in, sure, in World sure yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: that, that's really cool then that they took something that you know existed in in some capacity and brought it into the game like that it it goes back to them doing their research and really like this isn't just them adding a helicopter into a game and like like you said like there is some backstory to it and historical facts that kind of line up to their decision on on bringing that in and I'm glad that they did that and found um something that could allow that so that they could still make it you know realistic um and then provide that new layer of having air combat in it and stuff like that something that's very important to the battlefield franchise so yeah like those are the kinds of things i love to see developers do to kind of like like that i'm glad that you brought that up because it just it is really important point that i think people should look at as uh this isn't like i said when we first started talking a Battlefield skin on a battle royale mode. This is something that it is. It's, it's its own It has elements that make it its own and yeah, I'm really glad to see that. So uh, let's talk a little bit uh, About comparing them to other battle royales and then I think we'll, we'll probably wrap up here because we're, we're getting into about an hour So let's talk about comparing them to other battle royales on the market. So um the, the the points I wanted to touch on, like we don't need to directly compare them to, you know, Fortnite or Apex or something, but I more what I wanted to talk about is what is makes what what would somebody who wants to play a Battle Royale game, what would they be getting from this as opposed to others? So we've mentioned some of them. One thing that I did want to touch on is do you think the fact that this is included in Battlefield 5 compared to Apex Legends that's free to play. does that is that going to have an impact? Like, obviously it will because free is free. Yeah. But do you think if Battlefield came out with it maybe as a free mode, separate, you could play just Firestorm for free, but if you wanted the rest of the game, you'd have to buy it. Do you think that would have been something that... Was doable? Do you think it would have been a good idea? I don't know if you have any thoughts around that.
1: Um, I mean, obviously, it would be good in terms of uh, player base. Sure. Obviously, uh, releasing this part of the game for free would would expand the player base. Um, how it's set up currently, I feel like I would consider it for the most part to be a good addition yeah. to Battlefield Five. So, if you're really into the Battlefield games, uh and and you enjoy the multiplayer and the campaign and Mm -hmm. you you uh enjoy the game for that it's a really nice addition for you it's something uh to sort of change it up uh it's a it's gonna be a fun experience um but that being said i i don't know that it really is gonna be uh competitive with any of the other standalone games okay um and i almost feel as though that's by design sure um because battlefield uh and D- dice obviously could have released this game for free uh on on its own um but when it comes to uh to the other games uh obviously they're where they're making their money is through these uh cosmetic items right mm. and so when it comes to Fortnite, there's all sorts of different dances costumes uh whatever you want yeah, right? yeah. um and when you're in this world war ii setting, it would be really tough to add in all that content. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, you either would start off with a game that may be relatively accurate to World War II. Uh, but if you wanted to be able to make any sort of money off of, uh, adding additions like that, I feel like you'd, you'd quickly run out of room sure, and you'd, yeah. you'd start having to, uh, do all sorts of things that are, uh, really unrealistic and, and sort of wrecks that, uh, that, uh, World War II setting and, and, uh, idea. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, comparing it to uh, some of the other uh, some of the other battle royale games that I've been playing lately, uh, it's probably most similar, I would say, to to PUBG, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, when having jumped from Apex Legends to to uh, Firestorm. Firestorm uh, one of the, one of the things that I, I really have been asking myself is it would be really nice to have a, a better spotting system. Sure. Uh, obviously jump into a game like apex legends and that's just, uh, it's really enjoyable yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to, to use a, a spotting system like that, where you can mark out specifically weapons, enemies, uh, all sorts of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously battlefield five spotting system is just based on their multiplayer system. And so, uh, in, in battlefield five in particular, you can't, uh, the spotting's a little bit different than than what it was previously but you can you can mark areas and that uh, sort of just pops up as like a danger, danger marker yeah, I saw that uh, and so your your teammates have an idea if you if you see another squad coming or something yeah. like that um, yeah it's uh, it's it's a nice addition mm-hmm. it's a nice addition if, if you enjoy playing battlefield and if you're going to get a lot from from just playing the playing multiplayer with your friends yeah. uh, uh, but i i don't think it's built as, and I, I don't think that it really is a, a battle royale mode that uh, is is intended to sort of compete with these free sure. Ones. It's, and
0: sell and sell it as as that yeah 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 I get what you're saying by that I think it's it's and like now that Apex Legends like one the big thing that Apex Legends did was change up a lot of elements that were very. Um, present in some of the other battle royale games they added like apex legends is a battle royale game but it's almost a different experience it's designed in certain ways that they have different mechanics that make sense for the game that they're trying to make and stuff whereas this i yeah if they tried to add in things like Bat, like uh having customizations it would get away from the vision i think that they have for battlefield 5 and this firestorm mode i think it's just just that it's it's more of taking multiplayer uh what you love about battlefield bringing it over and and that's that's totally fine and that's great right um sure it's not going to come out like apex and bring in like 50 million players to come and experience this new battle royale game but it is Giving the players uh, something something to play, and I think that's okay. I, I think it's totally fine to have uh, its sole purpose as just an additional mode for players of the game. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see now that it's been released how you know any like because battle royale games are generally uh, games of service, right? They're games. That will change as time goes on, right? Fortnite today is something very different than it was when it first launched. Uh, I'm sure Apex Legends will be very similar in the sense that it'll be a very different game a year from now. It'll be interesting to see Battle or Firestorm, uh, Battlefield's Battle Royale mode, how much it evolves and change, or if it, they kind of just keep it the same. And I don't think there's, you know, an answer for that. But I think you know either either way, like. I, I think if they kept it what it was, that will be good. I, like you said, if they, they did try to change it, involve it to keep up, it would impact those things of making it not an accurate reflection of World War II. And because you are taking something as serious and big as World War II, you, you wouldn't want to interfere too much with with that setting, right? So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I like I said, I wanted to to have you on on the show today to talk about Battlefield because it's a great franchise that I think in recent you know news lately and and what people are talking about it has has people wondering what the state of the franchise is, and this has been even for myself uh, a relief that it. It isn't as bad as people think it is. I don't know where that's really coming from at all. I think we've touched on some of the points where it's probably coming from. But yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to finally get my hands in, into Battlefield and and pick up that Firestorm mode because just the one match I played, I was it looks great. Like it, Battlefield is known for great visuals. It looked good to me. It ran great. Um, you know, I'm sure like any game, it will have its technical hiccups here and there, but it looks fun. It looks it looks like Battlefield in a, a battle royale mode. It looks really good. So, yeah. Anyways, Coleman, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, I really appreciate you coming coming out and talking Battlefield. Uh, it's been it's like I said, long overdue. You've been a great support for the show. I thank you so much for for each week supporting the show listening to all the episodes it means a lot to have someone who does that so i'm glad you're finally on the show thank you so much
1: yeah of course thank you for having me yeah. it's been great
0: yeah and hopefully uh down the road we'll have you on uh, on for another episode where we can talk about some other games you're passionate about maybe rocket league or something like that so, for sure cool yeah so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of games are fun again you can catch the the podcast every tuesday on all the major podcast services And yeah, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. See you later.